I I'm currently uh, hosting the the Tucker slot. Oh, right oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're trying out for uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Or, so I just know. have to look like vaguely confused about oh. everything. Yeah, yeah. What? I mean, it, what I I was gonna comment on about you're wearing like six bow ties at once. Yeah, yeah. I thought like. You don't want to look like a ventriloquist dummy, but I thought, what right. if I had them go all the way down my body? So right. like it's a like dog a, nipples. It's like a cummerbund or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, does one spin? Can you make one spin for us? No, that would ruin the whole thing. To me personally, it would add flavor and character. Well, and that's why I'm in the seat and you're fucking not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who did they ask to replace Tucker? Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great that we're really uh, settling into our Fox News era with how yeah. contentious this show has already become. <laughs> so many possible worlds, but we got this one. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. Welcome to the worst of all possible worlds, the first and only contentious podcast. I'm the worst of all possible Joshes. I'm the worst of all possible AJs. And I'm the worst of all possible Brians. And joining us today, we are extremely excited to have a returning fan favorite. You know him, you love him. Uh, it is the one, the only, Lev Novak. Lev, say hey to the folks. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here. Lev! No, hey. I'm not I'm not denying that Lev is a unique man, mm. but I don't think we can say he's the only Lev Novak. I'm sure there are a few others. For, for legal reasons, there's at least one or two. Uh, so if you've heard anything, <laughs> what? If you've heard anything bad about me, sure, or sure, someone sure, posted sure, sure. something, it's like, the other, you need to fall the other you need, one. You need yeah. to fall Lev. Yeah, yeah. Someone, he's in Romania. Liking all these girls' pictures on Instagram. Right. You know, that's not me. That's right, not right, me. Right. It is true that you might not be the only Lev Novak in the world, but I think it is fair to say that you are the only Lev Novak that our listeners care about. That's true. Um, because if you remember Lev, you might actually remember him from uh, a couple other episodes of Wits Endless Summer, mm -hmm. which, yes, we are once again back to the ship, folks. Listen, there we are. Mm -hmm. Listening to episodes of Adventures in Odyssey, the evangelical Christian radio drama for children produced by Focus on the Family. Oh, boy. And Lev, you have done two Others of these. Yeah, this yeah. is number three for you. How does that feel? You, yeah, yeah. You are exclusively an Odyssey guest. Uh, what's wrong with you? Mm. Uh, you know, it'd be quicker to talk about what's wrong with Odyssey, and the answer is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> They're simple, good, God-fearing country folk yeah. who are mm -hmm. not poisoning the community through their apples. That's true. Yeah, and absolutely. They're north of, they're just good men north of Richmond. That's right. Uh, you know, just trying to make, good people make their way sides. in the world. It really makes you think. Good God. It? This is also our first time recording with Lev in person. Yes. And yeah. I did want to ask yeah. Lev, uh, now that you've met the three of us uh -huh. in person, what are, are you surprised? Can you are tell there... us apart from each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you are all wearing the matching jumpsuits, but other, <laughs> yeah. other than that, the Every bow ties, the bow yeah. ties different it was, shape. It was yeah. really hard to get all six bow ties, especially around my chest. Yes. It was like it, we had to really, really work to pull that off. Yeah. But... Well, it, he, he tries to make his spin, but they all bump into each other. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they're right on top of each other. I call it making them kiss. Oh, I like it when when they smooch and then and then you can get like little baby bow ties and then you can make them smooch and then eventually down the line you get like professional grade like pedigree bow ties you know and then you submit them to the nearest bow and then tie competition the younger of the two bow ties i'm i'm killing it 
Uh, <laughs> and then the younger of the two bow ties ends up stealing the other bow tie's birthright Whoa! in exchange for some stew, which that's would wow. really please Adam Carolla. That's for yeah, sure, right? What people people care about birthrights more than yeah. stew? Yeah, in this generation. <laughs> And that's what's wrong. We used to be a good, we used to be a real country. Proper country. We used to be a proper tribe of tent dwelling people in the Levant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, um, Lev, you are sort of our, um, Keep resident Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus God, Brian. Uh, our resident font of knowledge for all things Old Testament. That's uh, right. Yes. And uh, we wanted to bring you on uh, specifically for this. And Brian, I know you chose that these first two episodes. Yeah. Uh, I was like, we're not going to have Lev on again and not actually talk about a story yeah. from the book that he is currently writing. Yes. We have to get here. Yeah, Lev so. is currently writing the Bible. Yeah, yes. you know, it's a lot of work. It's already been written. But <laughs> yeah, he's been climbing up Mount Sinai yeah. every day. <laughs> Those tablets aren't going to deliver themselves. Yeah. <laughs> However, listeners, you should know his thighs look great. Mm. <laughs> so the book I'm working on is called The Devil's Bible. It's an alternative exploration of Genesis and maybe Exodus. I haven't decided. Okay. But uh, what's yeah. really interesting is if you look at the Bible in the original Hebrew and you read through it with a critical lens or a playfully critical lens, you can discern so many interesting things mm. that are lost in translation from English to English even or yeah. that oh, contextually wow. have been removed. For example, one little thing from the story of Jacob and Esau, which is interesting, yeah. is it is not as is, is summarized that Esau says, give me your soup, I am hungry. He specifically says, give me the soup because I will die without it. And his brother Mm. is withholding on the threat of death. And that is also something, it's an inversion of the questions of what do we owe each other, which is something that never Mm. gets discussed in the contemporary religion. Mm -hmm. Um, And then since the book I'm writing on is the devil's Bible, which is from the POV of the devil, I thought I would share with you a little something, something Mm, that uh, is technically heresy. Oh, whoa. On this podcast, this is heresy. I don't know. This is Lev's heresy corner. So, (laughs) yeah. There you go. That's the I'm the devil. I'm the devil. This is Lev's heresy corner. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Nixon. It's 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 a hell dialect. All all this is hell. It's infernal. Yeah, Yeah. the the California Republican accent. (laughs) I gotta say, California raisin. Yeah, same same difference. Where do you think they make them? Yeah, Yeah, they are demons. (laughs) Right, you know. It's 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 the it's the fall from grace, you know, the ange- <laughs> the angelic grape or the infernal raisin. <laughs> they sell and they they, they dehydrate it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, why don't we we'll jump into it? We're going to talk now about this fucking adventures and odyssey episode, which I hate. Uh, <laughs> this this two parter. It's a two parter, uh, and the episode is called Two uh, Brothers and Bernard. Oh. Yeah. And what you failed to do there, AJ, is it's actually two brothers. And Bernard. There's oh. an ellipsis in there oh, okay. for yes. some reason. Yes. Um, oh, wow. Bernard has done this before and he'll do it again where right. he's done an episode where he narrates a, a Bible story instead of a character going into the imagination station and getting brutalized by Romans or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is just like Bernard is 
talking to kids and he kind of hates kids, but he's going to give them the Bible story. How did it take him 40 minutes to tell this story? It's not that he missed a lot of things too. Yeah, He like told a very short version, very longly. Yeah. And also during the sections where there's actual dialogue between the characters, they just sat there in silence. Yeah. Yeah. He did not fill in the blanks. They just, he just stared at this girl and she stared at him and then they would start talking again. But this is of course, Bernard Walton. Uh, We know him. Him for being the small business tyrant, yeah. uh, window washing owning. Yeah, he's he's curmudgeon. He's curmudgeon. Yeah. Born um, born a pauper to a pawn with a squeegee in his hand. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recently went on a road trip with him and Eugene Meltzner. Yes. And this episode actually takes place immediately before the road oh, trip. Okay. But Hal Smith is still dead, which is why mm. there is no wit's end. There is a mm. girl at school and there's Bernard Walton having been contracted to do his, I don't know, annual wiping of the windows. That's right. That's yeah. right. He's, he's washing the windows and maybe also the floors and uh, tragedy occurs. <sighs> there are 12 windows down, 10 more to go. Oh, I guess they can wait until after lunch. Tuna fish sandwich, here I come. Can't believe it. Just can't believe it. Yeah, watch the bucket. Watch the. Oh, that kid is dead. Oh oh, no, that kid is dead. I'm sorry, Mr. Walton. No, it's all right. It's all right. It's just soapy water spilled all over my new work shoes. You're Erica, aren't you? That's what they're for. (laughs) You don't remember? Remember what? Last week at Wit's End, you knocked over my bucket there too. My squeegee whacked me right between the eyes. You're on a list. I repeat every night before I go to sleep. Haley. My little sister. She took the last piece of pie I was saving for myself. So, uh, Erica Clark, I don't think we've listened to an episode that she's been in before, but she has mm. been in a few episodes. She okay. has, at this point, she has been in the Room of Consequences twice. Oh, wow. Once because she wanted to be an adult, and so they did 13 going on 30 to her. Nice. Uh, nice. And then because Mark she Ruffalo. was watching soap operas too much, and it was like, well, how would you like to live in the soap opera, you fucking cunt? Like, <laughs> uh, it feels like that'd be fun, actually. Was it well, not no, fun? no, because there's murder, and she's getting cheated on, yeah. and, you know, there's uh, an adult man with, like, freckles stuck to his cheeks. But I don't know. Erica seems like the type who lives for drama, so, like, yeah. I think she'd be super into it. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's more Haley who lives for drama. Maybe uh, she would have liked living maybe, in the maybe so. Because Erica's so. little sister Haley keeps st- stealing her pies. Yes. I, I also <laughs> love that it it seems to be a requirement to be a town member in Odyssey that you get a piece of pie with lunch. Because <laughs> Bernard also has pie. Makes yeah. me wonder, what's in the pie? Well, it's like the Twin Carmen Peaks goes, wholesomeness. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. But also, like, it's weird that everyone has it. And is it mandated by the town of I don't Odyssey? Think, I don't think it's mandatory pie. I think it's just pie that you can get, but not for free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is market pie. I don't know. I feel like the sweet maker in town maybe, is wit. And maybe, like, maybe this is like the healthcare marketplace where like, yeah. you have to buy the pie and then if you don't, you get fined. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> There's different tiers of pie yeah. that yeah. you can purchase. <laughs> you can get a pie cobra plan if you lose your job. <laughs> you only get key lime on the pie cobra plan. <laughs> This is Haley is the older sister or Erica's the older sister? I think Erica's the older one. Erica's right? the older it's, one. It, uh, children are almost always menaced by the younger sibling yes. in Adventures in Odyssey, which is, again, not to my experience. And so Erica is just pissed ben. at her sister and she completely <laughs> vents to Bernard about it. Haley's a royal pain. She's always sneaking around, pulling bad tricks, doing wrong things to me. Sometimes I really hate her. Whoa. I guess I shouldn't say that. You want to take it back? No. You probably think I'm awful for saying it, though, huh? 
Yeah, it's a rotten thing to say, and mm-hmm. you shouldn't have said it. <laughs> Get her, ass, Bernard. More awful than anybody else who's ever said it. God. Anybody else? Well, you think you're the only one who's ever said that about their sister? Well, chances are you'll change your mind one of these days, just like Esau did. Esau? Esau, you know, Esau and his brother Jacob. Jacob Farnsworth has a brother named Esau? No, not Jacob Farnsworth. This sucks Jacob so bad. This fuck, bad. They on. do that joke so many times in this who, show. Who is Jacob Farnsworth? It's just a The kid. implication just is a that she knows Odyssey. a kid named Jacob Farnsworth. Yeah. Oh. There's nothing concrete not about this Not the inventor of television, Philo Farnsworth. No, no, no. no. His name is Philo. No. This guy's <laughs> name is Jacob. That's how names work, but there AJ. Is a, but also, isn't there a kid in Odyssey named there Philo? There is a kid named Philo. Yeah, thought. we've met Philo. Yeah. Jesus, God. Anyway, Lev, your, your thoughts on uh, sort of this setup here. Were you just on the edge of your seat waiting for the dramatic other shoe to drop? I, flabbergasted. I, among other things, she can't even point to something her sister did that's even interesting or parallel to the story of Jacob <laughs> right, and right, 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 right. It was not even like, she stole my birthright to, to a birthday cake. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Honestly, yeah, yeah. that's already infinitely better than anything right. in this episode. It, yeah, feel, like, it feels like a one to one. Like I was like, "What? She's playing little dirty tricks on you? Like right. what's going on? <laughs> what type of political intrigue are you wrapped up in?" This is this is very much though in the vein of the scripts that we see from Phil Lawler, uh, who we've we've talked about yeah. this time and time again. Phil Lawler, uh, as a writer thinks that it's very funny to do things like, Jacob, do you mean the Jacob who I know from school? No, you dumb uh-huh. bitch. I mean, Jacob and Esau from the Bible. Like, that's not anything. There's nothing there. No. And this entire episode is just a very, yeah. like, literal, boring retelling I, of that story. I, I do think that there's something yeah. interesting in Erica saying, oh, I hate my sister. And Bernard is like, yeah, it was a shitty thing to say, but hold on now. You're going to change. Mm. If Wit had heard her say that, he would have locked her in the basement. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Put her Absolutely. in the room of consequences. <laughs> yeah, immediately. was dead. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Lev, did you, you, you have brothers. I do. Did they ever steal your pie when you were a kid? <laughs> your no. town man. When you pie. sit it out on the windowsill, <laughs> did they, did they float on the wind while, while enticing fingers of that beautiful pie smell mm. led them along? Yeah. No, it's funny. Uh, my brothers were both older than me. So if anything, I was like, covetously watching them <laughs> eat like frosting because I remember sure. I would be like nine and they would be like teenagers right. they would yeah. teenager yeah. things okay did you ever try to steal their pie no I was very I was very much a good kid in that regard okay. mm-hmm. yep. and I think I was a bit of a pie thief I didn't mm. like pie as a kid but I certainly stole sugary things nice Lev uh, I actually have a question this is your first introduction to Bernard right yes oh, how okay. do you how do you find this character what, what do you what do you think of this old curmudgeon so uh, unfortunately, I just been rewatching True Detective season mm. one, where spoiler, the school custodian worker is a murderous freak. Yeah. And that was sort of my first instinct of <laughs> don't talk to the little girl repeatedly. Yeah, I don't like this. And Bernard, Bernard likes to talk to little girls. We noticed this as well in the road trip That's episode. True. That's true. Hot tub. Where he was repeatedly talking. This yeah. is this is rough stuff, guys. I'm not a fan. No. Um. But ultimately, Bernard takes this as an opportunity to talk to this girl about the Bible in what I'm assuming yeah. is a public school, because you know this is the thing. This is this part. Oh, of the, yeah. This is it part is. of the bigger project, right? It's like it, it is not okay for us to have these schools that are absent that that God yeah. is absent yeah. from. Mm. In fact, it's kind of implied that the whole reason that er- Erica. <laughs> 
Is that yeah, her name? Erica Clark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole reason that Erica is so lacking in understanding is that the school hasn't educated her in the way that they should be. Right. And Bernard yeah. even kind of is like, well, the, what kind of, oh, these kids, they don't, they don't know anything anymore. You know, that kind yeah, of. He, well, yeah. he says, I guess I'm going to have to educate you. Right. Which right. if a grown man says that to you, run. Yeah. Not good. What if he's a teacher? Well, Bernard's not, not a teacher. teacher. You said if a grown man, you made that like a whole blanket thing. Uh, no, There's some but people like, who are supposed to educate. Uh, yeah, they are, but like, don't he, they don't say that to you? It's like I'm going it's to educate you. It's like it's, it's an, an ominous statement. Thing. It is. It's, it's a is. very it's ominous statement. I'm going to teach you a lesson is very different than let's learn about fractions. Yes, yes, yes. 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 One is an invitation. The other is a threat. Yeah. So anyway, uh, fractions is a threat. Yeah. <laughs> Bernard gets in. Into his story, right? And and he basically starts talking about the story of Jacob and Esau. And it's like, hey, you know, there were two brothers alike in dignity. Rebecca. Rebecca. What? what? Who is it? I am the Lord, the God of Abraham and Isaac. I am the Nazareth. My Lord. <laughs> two nations struggle in your womb. Two people shall be separated from your body. One will be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. Boring! (laughs) This is the fucking... And everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. This is the fucking king of the entire universe appearing to you through the veil, and this is what it's like? Yeah. Oh my god. Come up with something better. And is there more razzle-dazzle in the original story, Lev? Yes and no. Great. No. Is the main thing. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, the way uh, it's described in the Bible, it's usually like, well, and then God started talking. Right. It was more <laughs> that this was information that you received. One thing I don't yeah. like with the razzle dazzle is there's a whole question about what is preordained and what is free will. Mm-hmm. Sure. And the more razzly dazzly you make what God tells you, uh, the less free will you have. Sure. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So it's yeah. like, uh, so here's what's going on. FYI, two nations in the womb, older's going to serve the younger. And I mean, again, depending how loopholey you want to get with it, like, uh, of course, then the older subjugated the younger. There's going to be all sorts of things. It's just not going to be open and shut. There's all Mm -hmm. sorts of little loopholes you can do. And I feel like typically the Christian perspective on any sort of pre-Christ story is everything is going according to plan. Yeah. Basically, it's like God set this one up and then let this pin drop and then let these pins fall and then, and then we go forward until Setting Jesus them up shows and up. Knocking yeah. them down. But that's yeah. that's not how the Jewish tradition sees it at all usually, right? That these are choices that people are making in those yes. moments. There's definitely some wrestling with the fact of, I mean, let's go back real quick. Abraham times. Mm-hmm. Abraham is yeah. visited by like a dark and frightful presence, which is a crazy description of God. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, oh, it's like Genesis 15 something. Uh, it's chapter 15 of Genesis. And mm. God basically beat by beat explains the upcoming story of Exodus, the Exodus mm. from Egypt. Next book. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like many yeah. generations down the line, the core structures of it. And it's something people wonder, especially when you talk about the 10 plagues and God, mm-hmm. quote unquote, hardening Pharaoh's heart. How do we square this circle? Read the Devil's Bible to find out. Uh-huh. This is right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's publicity, baby. <laughs> but uh, until then, I will say little details, little translations, little words. Like God says, He will judge them accordingly. Sure. And even within the concept of foreseen events, there's human free will in the execution of those events. Sure. Yeah. So it's yeah. monkey. It's monkey's paw genie rules. Yeah. 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 But which makes for better storytelling because the way that Phil Lawler has interpreted this story, it's and then. 
mm-hmm. and then and then and then for like two whole yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't I mean, it, it completely takes out human free will because it's all God's plan. And it, that that just doesn't make for good storytelling. Yeah. And we get another one of those and then and thens right after this. And this is the part that you were talking about earlier, Lev, where Jacob and Esau grew up parallel to each other. And at one point, uh, in order to fulfill the prophecy, Jacob and Rebecca came up with a plan for how to get Esau to hand his birthright over to Jacob. Jacob, please, if I don't get something to eat, I'll die of starvation. I'm begging you, please give me some stew. (laughs) What will you give me in return? You would bargain with your starving brother? If you want some stew. Oh, all right, I will give you my new bowl. What would I need with a bow? What is this music? Also, <laughs> I already have is that an organ. Yeah, I've been for a whole week, mm. a month, Mm-mm. a year. No, no, I'm afraid that just isn't good enough. <laughs> what do you want? Oh, nothing really. Just a trifle. You'll never even miss it. <laughs> what? What? I want. Your birthright. (laughs) And here, you know, this does sound like he's dying, but it mostly just sounds like he's being very dramatic. Right. Yeah. He's just like, I'm just, come on. Well, that is is kind of the proper interpretation, in my opinion. Uh, But it is interesting to hear. uh, I was surprised to hear that they were willing to make Jacob so clearly sinister. Yeah. A lot of media really lets Jacob off the hook. And they're like, you see, Esau didn't value his birthright, but they Mm. really have this guy twisting the knife. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. really screwing with them. It's good voice acting, actually. I think. Yeah, in this. it's Corey Burton and Brian Cummings. Brian Cummings uh, previously appeared as Columbus on no, this show. Right. <laughs> Brian Cummings, just like Corey Burton, is still doing this show. Oh, he, like wow. recorded like last year. And he's he's Jim Cummings. Is he? Related? I don't believe they are related he, he in any way. But he yeah. does sound he, like he him. He does kind of sound like him. He yeah. does kind of yeah. He's got it, that it also Pete sounds thing. like huh. Kenneth Mars, who's playing Isaac in this as well. Oh, oh that's cool, Kenneth cool. Mars. Yeah. Oh, King yeah. Triton himself. It's so interesting the way that you get. I, I mean, it, it's 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 good voice acting in the sense that the voice actors are good, yeah. not that they're being you know well directed. Uh, yeah, they, they, there's. Yeah, but, but there's energy to it. Like, this course. script is so, he, well, like, a dead fish what, otherwise. Yeah, what yeah. Phil Lawler is doing is he's, like, taking the beat of whatever verse, right? Esau's very hungry. Jacob screws with them. And then just plays that one beat. Yes. Like, draws this single thought out in across, like, 20 lines of dialogue. And so so here's mm-hmm. one for you, Lev. Like, what are the, what is this missing? Like, what are the dynamics of this story here that Lawler is failing um, to nail down? So I'm going to give you one interesting thing. Could we actually press play for a few more seconds of this? Because one thing was added, which is not in the biblical text. I vow before God that my birthright... And all that goes with it. Oh, and all that goes with it is now yours. Thank you. And the stew is now yours. <laughs> he says, and all that goes with it. That's mm-hmm. not in the Bible because in the Bible, Esau is ripped off twice. The birthright is the legal extra helping, which is the mm-hmm. oldest son gets mm-hmm. an extra share of the estate. So mm-hmm. let's say you had four sons. Uh, son number one gets 40%. The other three get 20%. Right. Yeah. Okay. And also, if I may, it is swagged out, as the kids say, <laughs> that Esau doesn't need it because, as we will see later, he is, in fact, a self-made and successful man right. who does not need an inheritance, unlike a certain mama's boy who gets hustled by his own uncle. <laughs> yeah, well, so... And, and needs God to bail him out. Yeah. So Bernard makes this point that, like, Esau did not really find this 
valuable. He he resented his birthright to some degree. And, and that's he, cool. Yeah. Because what he doesn't resent and which this story does nail down is when it's time to get the blessing from his father, the religious, the familiar, the spiritual Esau breaks down in tears right. and asks beautifully if there's any leftover blessing for him. Yeah. Right. He yeah. cares about the thing that should be cared about. What he doesn't care about is getting an extra share of daddy's wealth. Yeah. It's honestly yeah. a very cool story about how Esau rocks. And, and yeah. I feel like there's an opportunity here, too, to play with those sibling dynamics with this sense of like, what does value and worth actually mean to you? Like there's so many rich themes and ideas that you could draw out, which they just completely fail yeah. to even touch because they don't care. Like, yeah. They, all no. they want to do is just beat you over the head with, and then, and then, and then, and then like you were saying, AJ. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I just remembered, I'm going to jump in before I forget what the text is missing. Mm. The audio does include later a reference to, if you remember, they're like, he, he married two women. Two His women. mother yeah. didn't approve right. of. Now, there is an argument to be made, which is made in the devil's Bible. Oh, oh. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh yeah. That specifically, it is because he married women of another tribe, Edomites, I yeah, believe it right. is. Okay. Uh, and that his mother was straight up racist. Huh. And there's a lot of uh, anti immigrant or anti other ethnicity activity throughout the Bible. You see it yeah. during the, uh, the quote unquote rape of Dina, that story retelling with Shechem. You see it with the Egyptians mirrored when the Jews, the Hebrews become the minority in Egypt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you see it now. You see it when Moshe uh, married Sipporah later. Mm -hmm. You see all these activities. And so Rebecca is the one who sets this whole thing in motion yeah. because she's a, she is an overbearing mother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the moral of the story yeah. is the petty human dynamics. And yeah. if you really want to get heretical, pretty convenient that God told her all this stuff could happen, but the only actions take place when she's mad at the daughters-in-law. That's when the prophecy mm. was designed to happen. I yeah. think, yeah, there's also in, in some way the clarification. It's like that we have a claim to this land that also the Edomites have right or, or that the edomites claim or that the philistines claim or that uh the samaritans claim but this is why they're wrong and we're the yeah. ones who are who are sort of the correct uh people to have the claim to this land hey there you are listening to a preview of a premium episode of the worst of all possible worlds if you'd like to listen to the rest of this head on over to our patreon that's patreon.com slash worst of all and you can listen to not only the rest of this episode, but our entire backlog of premium episodes, bonus episodes, and if you subscribe at the $10 tier, you will get an extra episode of the podcast every single month. Again, that is patreon.com slash worst of all. Hope to see you there.